You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Up Your Brave show here on Reality Check Radio. I'm your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh, and I'm so thrilled to be talking to my lovely friend who is so, so far away in the UK. Today, I'm going to be talking to Melly Rose on the topic of how do we fight them without becoming them. Very intriguing. Welcome, Melly. Thanks, Natalie. It's great to be here. I'm excited to dive into that, what that means and how we can apply it. Uh, For those of you that don't know Melly, I'm going to read you a little bit of backstory here. Melly Rose is a spiritual counselor and mentor, a healer and a channel with decades of experience working both in the physical and etheric realms. She has run a busy clinic in Auckland for the past seven years and now lives in the UK and works primarily online. Melly has a degree in psychology and sociology. She's a Reiki master and teacher, a Bowen practitioner, has an ITEC diploma in anatomy, physiology, and massage, plus has attended many workshops around the world. She's also run regular workshops on many different topics, run a free meditation and support circle for several years, offered free daily light language meditations six days a week over COVID lockdowns, and has spoken on main stage at New Zealand Spirit Festival on sovereignty and empowerment. Ooh, I'm so um, honored to have you here, Melly. I know I've got a lot of friends that I've met through you and a lot of my uh, connections who have reached out to you for guidance, especially over these last three years. You've been a really source of strength, but how has it actually been for you over the last three years? Yeah, wow. It's been really interesting, hasn't it? I think, uh, you know, we've all discovered a lot about ourselves over the past few years. And uh, and I found it really fascinating. Uh, I've noticed, you know, these changes that I've gone through. So, uh, you know, when everything first kicked off, uh, right from the beginning, right from the beginning, every cell in my body was screaming, we're being lied to. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard because in the beginning, there wasn't many people that were thinking that or feeling that way. And so it was very isolating. And, and I really just couldn't understand how people weren't questioning more right at the beginning. I mean, to me, I just was blown away by you know, everyone falling into line so quickly and having no questions. Um, So I became, you know, I was quite a warrior in the beginning. I was angry and I was running around like, guys, you know, I was trying to round people up and, uh, you know, I was angry. I was really angry. And, uh, And I was also voraciously researching and what I was seeing was not matching what I was being told right from the beginning. So, uh, you know, there was just so much that was happening right in front of me and, uh, and it was driving me crazy. So, you know, I had a lot of anger in the beginning and, you know, and then gradually other people started getting angry. And so then, you know, what happened was you started to, to find people, because, you know, people were starting to to say, well, hang on, what's going on here? And so, you know, in this way, all these unlikely people that you would never have met normally, mm-hmm. you suddenly started discovering a tribe of, uh, of like-minded people. Uh, so, you know, <clears throat> there's some comfort in that. And, uh, and then over, you know, over time, uh, but, you know, I've realized that, uh, you know, the anger doesn't serve anyone. And in fact, the anger only lowers your vibration and the anger only takes you to where they want you to be in order to sort of keep you divided. So, uh, you know, it's been that journey through, uh, the anger and the frustration and, uh, and the isolation and, and coming out the other side into a place of uh, acceptance and uh, real desire to to just let people know that they don't actually have to to go to that place 
that they can actually jump straight to hope and that this is actually, you know, a lot that's going on on the planet is part of the spiritual ascension of the planet. And when we realize that, uh, you know, we're, we're able to come and view it from a, from a different place. And when we can view it from that different place, we can be much more at peace with what's going on. A few things I want to dive into, and I want to come back to spiritual ascension in terms of you explaining a little bit more for the people that don't know what that means. But for you, in terms of the last three years, a lot of anger and a lot of coming together of some people, you know, unlikely people coming together. But for you, you then up and left. So was that kind of strange in a way to have so much disarray with the way people were treating each other and the views that people had and not being able to question things. And then you geographically relocated and had to kind of start again. I don't know. I'm putting words in your mouth. What was it like from that perspective? Yeah. So basically in New Zealand, uh, you know, we obviously had the lockdowns and, uh, and other countries had that too, but you know, we were ringing people in Australia, and they were they were in a level three lockdown or whatever, but they could still go shopping. Um, you know, it was like they could still get their nails done. I mean, uh, you know, Botox was considered an essential <laughs> health uh, thing. Like, I mean, they they really weren't living in a lockdown like we were living in a lockdown, and. Uh, <clears throat> And I think that, you know, the difference in New Zealand as well, like I had, I have a lot of friends in the UK. I've lived in the UK before for many years. And my friends over here were saying, uh, you know, completely different things. I mean, yes, they had this terrible lockdown, uh, but you didn't have that kind of same fear of, I think your neighbor's narking, mm-hmm. you know, the feel, um, peeking out the curtain at you and, uh, you know, this feeling that you were being monitored wherever you went. Uh, And, you know, you don't have that in the UK. And I don't think you really have that in the same way in Europe because they've had the war, right? I've talked about this with people and they've been through, you know, the Second World War and that knock on your neighbours thing is very, very powerfully driven into them like you just do not mm-hmm. do that kind of thing and you know they don't have hotlines to call to report people and I mean it was very interesting how New Zealand really got into that yeah. <laughs> and uh and so I I started to feel really weighed down and so did uh my my partner and uh we we became disillusioned, you know, we thought, wow, like really people, you know, where are we headed if if you're just going to go into this kind of mindset so quickly? And, uh, <clears throat> and so what we looked at was, you know, what would be best for the family? And, uh, and a job opportunity came up for my partner um, to relocate over here. And because I have a lot of history here and friends, uh, we decided to come over. And it was pretty amazing because we left New Zealand in terror, you know, like everyone was in so much fear. And, you know, we were masked up on the plane. And and then we sort of arrive in the UK. And the first thing I see as I get off the plane was, please remove your mask. (laughs) And there it is. Big sign, you know, and we all ripped our masks off. And I felt like I'd come out of some kind of zombie apocalypse. And everybody here was completely normal, you know, soft music, no masks, no signs, no interest whatsoever, no fear, no, you know, it was all just so normal. And uh, and it was just such a shock to the system, you know. I mean, I really took time to go out, you know, without my mask, because it was such a habit of mm. fear, um, not my fear, but, uh, but you know, this kind of collective fear and judgment um, and, and, you know, places that you just wouldn't be allowed into and so on. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was really 
uh, like leaving some kind of quarantine island and being allowed back into the normal world. And it was a huge breath of fresh air. How and it is you, talked about a lot more openly over here too. Yeah, like you were allowed to question things more. Yes, yeah. yeah. And and people do. I think we've come a long way. So you're in the UK. I've, I've stayed in New Zealand this whole time. We've come a long way. Um, but I'm still baffled by how much it's still not okay to even question some of the new stuff that's coming up. So let's talk a little bit about a concept that you mentioned earlier, which is you said something about spiritual ascension of the planet. Can you explain what you mean by yeah. that to the average person? Like what, what is your view if you take a big view or a spiritual perspective on what's been going on and also maybe what's to come? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think, you know, from a spiritual perspective, because what I tend to do with people when when I have a one-on-one is I dive into where they are in the moment. I dive into what is going on with them in the moment. Um, and I look at their struggles from a spiritual perspective. So, uh, you know, we have the physical realm and, and that's everything we can see, right? And then we have these other dimensions and realms that exist. Uh, but we are many people are blocked by uh, simply by a belief system, right? And our belief system really um, creates what is real. Uh, but what is actually going on at the moment is more and more energy is pouring into the planet, and we would call this uh, photonic light energy. And the planet is about to move into another great cycle. And these cycles are roughly around 26,000 years. And so it's a huge thing. It's maybe one of the biggest things the planet has ever gone through. Uh, And because we are evolved to this point, we are able to finally accept uh, this, this light that's coming into the planet. It is forcing change. And the change is very uncomfortable, but it's also really exciting because what is happening is loads and loads of people are starting to have experiences that they can't explain. So they're starting to wonder if there's more or they're starting to feel things that they might never have felt before. And they're starting to have psychic openings because basically everybody has access to this, right? And some people, just like with, you know, with gifts, some people are born with a gift in a certain area, and some people are born wide open as psychics, uh, but other people have to work at it, right? So uh, it's just like having a tutor and working this new muscle that we haven't worked in our lifetime and developing it so that we can feel into some of these other dimensions that exist. And as the planet starts to ascend, and as we start to become more spiritual, we emit a different electromagnetic frequency. And that is in our auric field, which you know runs several meters out of our body. Now, the more people that start to emit this higher frequency, the more that it starts to change the planet's energy. And so with the light coming in and more and more people emitting a different frequency, there is this quite rapid ascension that's occurring on the planet. And that ascension is really, really exciting because now I'm starting to see things uh, that, you know, I really don't think I would have seen maybe 10 years ago. Um, I'm starting to see when when I am looking uh, in deep meditation or when I'm tuning in with a client, I'm starting to see uh, real major change in the way that the, the planet's um, frequency is being held. And so, you know, what does this mean for us at a base level? Uh, it means that 
Yeah. I'm like, are you seeing good things? <laughs> yeah. It basically means that we're going to start seeing a lot of change over the next few years on the planet. And the change is going to be rapid because when we have a collective desire for something to be better, we are able to create really rapid transformation. So if everybody actually came together and they wanted the best for the planet and for everyone on the planet, and instead of uh, how can I make the most money, how can I be, you know, the biggest, uh, most famous person, uh, how can I have all this power? And yeah, how control? can I get the pay rise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we if we removed all of that, then we would have this collective ascension that would be almost instantaneous. Uh, but we still have people, you know, that are very much in that mode of thinking. But that's okay because we actually only need, you know, about ten percent of people in this new frequency. Right. So I was going to ask you. So is it like a critical mass situation? Yes. Yes, that sounds low. Ten percent sounds low, but I like the sound of that. That means we don't need every single person to be. We do not. Yeah, yeah. at that same vibration or frequency. Okay. We really don't. We really don't. I mean, ten percent does sound low, um, but so that's why when you look around, a lot of people would say, "Well, I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing a bunch of people, you know, still uh, eating bad food and um, living in this toxic environment and not wanting to change anything." Yes, there is still that, but at this ten percent level. And in fact, even 1% is going to do it. It's just that will take longer. But at 10%, um, and I believe we actually have more than 10%, I believe we would be closer to 20, 30% um, of people really, truly wanting uh, the, you know, the best for the planet, the best for people. And at that kind of level, you're emitting enough electromagnetic frequencies of a higher vibration to create real change and what will happen is you're going to gravitate towards other people because your um your electromagnetic fields are going to match right so you're going to be looking for a frequency match when you are searching on social media you're going to be looking for a frequency match when you meet new friends you do this you do this without realizing it at a subconscious level anyway uh, but you're going to start doing that more and more consciously and then you're going to start collaborating and making more and this is what you're brilliant at Natalie mm. it's you're you're brilliant at bringing people together in this collaborative way and wanting the best for everyone wanting to build everyone up wanting to promote everyone and that actually feeds your soul like that actually you energy and joy and the more people realize that if they do that that actually brings them joy and joy is one of the highest vibrations on the planet then the faster this is going to move it's interesting terminology i was at a networking event today we have to go we go around the table and introduce ourselves and i say oh, natalie cutler welsh from upyourbrave.com uh, speaker author whatever and then i said you know i help people who are ready to shine and i've been using those words for probably about 6 years and that's interesting right because people who are ready to shine are people who are not stuck in, stuck in their story they're not in victim limiting belief they're ready to be seen and heard and get their message to the world they actually are vibrating you know living life on a higher frequency i would call them like all my people are quite high vibe they're re and they're here for more, you know, they're here to change the world in, in a positive way. So it's very interesting. And th they are the people that I bring together, but I feel, I hear what you're saying. So if we're, if we attract more people that are on the same frequency as us, do we similarly, and at the same time, move away from or repel people that are not the people that are at a much lower vibration? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a, <laughs> It's such a, a hard one, isn't it? Because people are starting to feel uh, isolated from family members, isolated from uh, people that they've hung out with their whole life. And we don't want that. Like, we, you know, we want everyone to be there with us, right? Uh, but there's, the simple truth is you may find yourself spending 
less time or finding it harder to connect uh, with certain people. Mm-hmm. That does not mean, I want to be really clear, that does not mean that if they are not spiritual and thinking exactly the same thoughts as you, then you can't be friends with them. That's got nothing to do with it. This is about the uh, frequency of compassion, kindness, and, uh, and you know, service to other. So I've got friends, for example, that uh, would not call themselves spiritual at all. I have a lot of friends like that. And those people are some of the kindest people I have ever met. They are some of the most supportive friends I've ever had. And they are holding the frequency of the new earth without even realizing they're just genuinely amazing people. And, you know, I'm really lucky to have them in my life. And they're not going anywhere just because I'm getting more and more woo (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, and I'm getting more and more out there. They still love me for who I am and they don't judge me. And I think we have to get out of this judgment and criticism of uh, people that maybe are still, uh, you know, for want of a better phrase, in the narrative, like they Mm -hmm. might still really be concerned about, um, you, you know, these these new variants and, Uh, And they might have all had, you know, the vaccines and the boosters and everything else. And that is okay, right? That's okay. Because as long as they're emitting the frequency Mm -hmm. of where we're headed, then they are still doing this from a place of love and compassion and, and the feeling that they are doing the best thing for themselves and others. And uh, and so we need to uh, be able to. So it's all... about an energy almost rather than beliefs and opinions. A hundred percent. It is about the energy. And I'm always saying to people, it is the energy behind. We are having two conversations every time we talk to someone. There is what's coming out of our mouth and there is the frequency we're emitting. Mm-hmm. Now, if they are not in alignment then people do not trust us, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm saying to you, oh, it's great to see you, Natalie, but my frequency is saying, oh, I can't stand that woman, get me out of here. <laughs> you are going to feel my frequency. You are not going to trust me. You're going to say, "I there's something I don't trust about that woman. And it's because my words are not matching the frequency, right? Now, if somebody is saying, oh, you know, like it's um, just be kind, just do this, just do that. Um, but behind, they're in a service to self, what can I get out of this uh, frequency? You are not going to believe those words, right? And this is happening more and more and more. So if somebody is a genuinely lovely person, and they are trying to do what's right, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what the the actions are mm-hmm. because it is coming from the frequency of service to other. It's coming from the frequency of light. Something that's come up a few times, this came up in a conversation with some good friends of mine the other day is, and I've experienced it myself, over the past three years particularly, pe- some people are really starting to show their quote unquote, true colors, you know, Mm. meaning they might've shown us just their lovely, happy side. But when the COVID happened suddenly, wow, this is a side of them I'd never seen. Um, Mm. So coming back to our topic of today, my question to you is how do we, how do we fight them without becoming them? Or how do we, I guess, stay in this higher vibration, um, but still stand our ground? Yeah, I mean, this has been probably the hardest thing because the program that has come through in the narrative is, which has been really powerful, is if you don't think like us, you're against us. And it has led to ridicule and, uh, you know, denigration and defamation and uh and just you know general toxicity of uh people's energy field and so you know when someone's attacking you 
And, you know, and I've definitely fallen victim to this. It's really easy to drop your vibration to match them because especially if you are a chameleon energy and I am, uh, which means I can blend and mold to what people, you know, want to see. Um, But, you know, we're, we're having to get strong and sovereign so that we don't do that. But, you know, it's very easy to drop your vibration and meet them where they are, Mm -hmm. right. And match them with anger and resentment and frustration and in doing that we're uh we're just feeding straight back into you know what the powers that be want which is division and uh and they want us in anger they want us in fear and they want us divided mm. okay so what you see coming through uh social media the news everywhere is um you know uh, divide us over race, divide us over gender, divide us over um, our belief system. Like anything that splits us is just brilliant. And so, you know, how do we get around that uh, without dropping our vibration? And what I would say is, you know, we have to step out of the game. Mm-hmm. Because it is a game at the end of the day, you know, we've got this new feudal system in town, which people don't realize, it, except instead of aristocrats now, we have big tech, big pharma, um, and and they're pretty much ruling the planet. And, uh, and even governments and things now are not really making any decisions that aren't ruled by these kind of big umbrella corporations. So they're kind of the new royal family, if you like. Um, and we need to step right out of that game. We, we, we're not there to, to, to engage in that frequency. So the best thing is just to not be part of that frequency. And this is why so many people have come off social media, right? So many people, as soon as they open their mouth and they speak their truth, uh, that they are hammered. Mm. They're just hammered with this vitriolic sort of hatred. And it is so uh, damaging to the, the energy field that it's easier just to come off. And uh, and so, you know, people like you, I've got to say, are really, really strong for holding your ground on social media because that is not easy. That is really, really hard. And like you say, some people are truly showing a side of themselves that uh, has never um, been shown before. Yeah. I mean, hey, I just got to jump in. I I thank you. I appreciate your comment. And I do. I take that on, which is lovely. I also feel like because I work for myself, I can. I mean, yes, I think I'm courageous, but Mm -hmm. so many people have jobs where they really feel like, rightly or wrongly, probably accurately so, that if they were to actually speak their truth online, it would be held against them and and it would be too risky for their job. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a position where I'm able to, so who am I not to? So it it is, I feel it's my duty in a positive way in terms of my my mission. But I, I think some people are scared because they're yeah. because of their jobs. They can't actually accurately express. Meaning, I think there's so many more people like me that that question things and that want to stand their ground. I think so many people message me during the last three years. Thank you so much. You're oh my gosh, you're so courageous. You know, I'd love to yeah. comment on your post. Yeah. Or I'd love to I... post like you do, but I just don't want the backlash. You know, variations yeah. of that all the time. But having said that. Uh, it's still not easy. Mm. So, I mean, I appreciate that you're on your own and you can do that. But uh, at the end of the day, you're still putting up with being slammed by certain people, right? And and it's hard, like you're taking that as a physical impact. Uh, you know, sometimes it feels like a physical impact to to receive you know, the 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 level of comments that some people are prepared to write. And yet I have put things up in the past where 
you know, you've got these different types of response. But I have one friend who absolutely, she's a wonderful friend. She, you know, she absolutely believes that this is, um, you know, what it has been made out to be. And I have to, you know, also say that that these first waves, there was a lot of death. There was. And there was a lot of um, justifiable fear. So, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people who have lost people with COVID. I, I have a, a cousin whose daughter has long COVID um, very badly. So, you know, there is some real repercussions of what's been going on here. So I don't want to minimize that. But I have a friend who's a nurse and uh, she's been here through the first waves and everything. But she has never denigrated me. She has never put me down or ridiculed me. She has come in with her side of the story uh, every single time in a really respectful way that has never damaged our friendship. And I love her so much for that. She epitomizes the new earth frequency for me. Mm -hmm. And she's the sort of person that is the perfect example of how we can still debate and have opposing points of view without losing friendships mm. and respect for each other. And that's so important. And many of us have you know, lost a lot of friends along the way, but to see that it's not so much, and maybe now, hopefully as the years have gone by, it is more around the energy and the love for each other rather than the opinions. What are some things that we can do to either to stay in a more state of high, high five high vibration, or to shift into a more of a state of high vibration? Yeah, so I think, you know, the the one thing that uh, divides us the most is fear. And so what we want to do is we want to stay away from anything that creates fear in us. So New Zealand was very good at having, you know, the podium speeches every day. Oh, and yeah. You know, that that was really impactful. I mean, I've got to say that was uh, marketing genius because that was terrifying. I know, it's like, hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, and, and, you know, every day there was this great hush as she stepped up to the podium. I mean, that was very clever, I have to say. Uh, So we want to step away from anything that creates fear. And this is on both sides of the fence, you know, we've got to learn how to discern what is helpful for us and what is not helpful for us. What is um, going to make us aware without terrifying us? Uh, so if, you know, if you can't cope with that information without going into terrible fear, then step out of that information for a while and get into nature. Go for walks with friends, connect with people. Like, don't stop connecting because that really did happen. People became so afraid of saying anything that might reveal what they actually thought that they they became isolated and withdrawn, mm-hmm. and that was really damaging uh, to their energy system because we are human beings. We are designed to connect and collaborate and be together. Uh, so keep connecting and connect from, you know, the heart space um, and find people that lift your vibration. Um, meditate or pray. I mean, I, you know, depending on, you know, if you are religious or Christian, then then pray, pray. If you are spiritual or um you know, you you don't believe in God as such, but a source energy, then meditate or spend time in mindfulness. Like daydreaming is really good for you. Uh, just anything that settles the central nervous system. Take supplements like a complex B vitamin, um, like ashwagandha to uh, balance the endocrine and central nervous systems. Uh, you know, just really do do things that feed your soul. Join a voluntary association and realize, you know, that actually you can do some grassroots work from the ground up. Uh, you know, there's so many things that we can do, but we've forgotten 
we just forget. We forget that actually there's lots we can do to raise our vibration because we are being hammered with things that lower our vibration, basically. Yeah. To our lovely listeners, we would love to hear from you. What is resonating for you from this conversation? And what do you do in your daily life or or weekly to raise your vibration? Uh, You can send us a text, 2057, or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. One more question, Melly, before I go to the questions that I ask everybody. Now, this one's a little bit super woo, but I'm going to go with it. Um, So I had a friend and her sister was really struggling with depression. um, And I was like, hey, maybe do you want to check if you have like a negative entity? Um, We don't have to go into major detail, but is that a thing? Like there's like some people will be more affected, especially my understanding, if they already have a low vibe, they are more likely to, this is going to sound crazy for some people, but be attacked or whatever, have a negative entity attached to them, I guess, um, and therefore lower their vibe even more. And how can we get rid of that if that's the case? I know it's a crazy question, but I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. And, you know, if you can look at this from two levels, if we look at it from the physical perspective, uh, we um, we do things that uh, that or we have things happen to us that lower our vibration, right? So maybe somebody dies, maybe we go through a divorce, maybe we have an illness. All of these things are going to um, put us into fear or grief and sadness and lower our vibration, which is natural uh, under certain circumstances. Maybe we've been through a lot of trauma and a lot of people have, let's face it. Um So from the physical perspective, yes, our vibration lowers and then we are stuck in this place until we do something at some point to lift ourselves out of it, okay? Um, From the spiritual perspective, uh, if we imagine that this is only one dimension, I mean, I know that for some people, they cannot conceive that there's anything, any life on any planet outside of Earth, but I mean, really, just from common sense, and even most physicists would tell you that the chance of there not being life on other planets is almost zero because there are billions of other planets. And to think that we are the most evolved out of all of them is almost laughable. So, you know, but just as there are much more evolved planets, there are less evolved planets and less evolved uh, vibrational energies or entities. And these are very attracted to us when we're at a a lower vibration ourselves. And so we can do things, very practical things in the physical realm to reduce these attachments or to lift our vibration. And they are two of the same. They're really one and the same thing because as we lift our vibration, these energies find it harder and and less pleasant to be attached to us in it anyway. So the things to lift our vibration is to to clean your body out, to you know get all that crappy food out, uh, to stop eating things that are making us sick, uh, to get sugar. Sugar for me is really one of the biggest vibrational lowerers. Um, so it is so damaging to our system. And I'm talking about processed sugar, not talking about fruit sugar, and I'm not talking about honey or agave. I'm talking about processed white sugar. Um, you know, we want to simplify our food, like eat eat food that's real, right? Not full of additives and preservatives and chemicals. So, you know, we really want to start removing that stuff from our system because as our vibration is rising into the new earth, we have to uh, be able to cleanse our physical self because um, at, at a cellular level, we are actually changing structurally mm. to match this new vibration, which means that all of those things that were toxic before are 10 times more toxic now. So on that um, note, I've been I've gone three times to my friend Carol's um, healing space, which has these new um, EES and it's energy healing room with these amazing frequency screens. Anyway, I'm pretty sure based on the way my body reacted, I can't have coffee or wine anymore. Yeah, perfect example. I had one wine and I had a headache all day, all night and all the next day. One wine. 
Right. So as your energy system is responding to the these healing modalities, it is telling you what you are doing here is toxic for your new vibration, right? So it's it's healing your vibratory field and then you are instantly receiving the signal of when you are doing something toxic. So you, that, that's so I was just cool, saying I couldn't right? keep the coffee down. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I think the p- people will find that really fascinating because, you know, it's really hard to break habits. And I mean, I love my morning coffee. I'm not going to lie. I have a coffee in the morning and every day I think, I shouldn't have this coffee, but damn it, it's, you know, it's so much a part of my daily habit that it's like the family knows when they hear the coffee machine in the morning that I'm up and and life is resuming sort of thing because, <laughs> you know, I'm a riser. So, you know, you've got this instant signal being given to you. And if you're doing these cleanses, and fasting is also fantastic, but, you know, as you start to cleanse your auric system and your energy field, uh, and you do this by by cleansing food and by getting resilient. So you need to make your body strong as well because your body is going through a lot of physical change in this time. And uh, and it is changing its crystalline structure. It's changing its uh, molecular structure. And it is um, literally rearranging to match the new frequency on the earth. So you want to be physically, you know, fit and strong, mentally strong, spiritually strong, and you want to start cleaning your body out. Mm. Uh, So as we start to just implement just small changes to begin with, like cutting the coffee, then we start to um, vibrate differently. And as we start to vibrate differently, we become less attractive to toxic people and a toxic environment, uh, such as, you know, entities and and lower vibrational energies. Uh, So, yeah, I I think that's really awesome. And, uh, you know, and we do need to to watch our, uh, you know, it's very hard to get away from EMFs. But, you know, if we turn our phone off at night or even flight mode, switching things off at the wall, um, powering down our laptops, you will start to notice little differences. And one thing that I did a few years ago, actually, my partner did this. He became obsessed with grounding. Mm-hmm. And what he did was every house has a grounding stick. I didn't even know this, but every house has a grounding stick. And he went and bought like just dozens of meters off this copper wire, really, really thin. And he twirled it around the grounding stick and then he fed it up through the bedroom window and then he wrapped it around our bed. And at the time I was thinking, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) But I'll tell you, I lay down in bed and for one week I couldn't move. For one week I was sleeping like I could hardly get up. I was, it was like I was drugged. And then after about a week, I just suddenly got all this energy back and I started feeling really good. And what was happening was, you know, my whole electromagnetic field was grounding deeply during the night and recalibrating. And it took about a week, but it was quite incredible. I mean, I I was a bit blindsided by that. So yeah, maybe that's something that you could try if you're really worried about being affected by emfs and some people are more than others well i love that i love the initiative the initiative there the kiwi ingenuity definitely good i've heard of that before as well for gardening i think as well making the soil amazing and stuff yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay amazing thank you for you've given us lots of very um, specific things that people can do to raise their vibration um i'd love to know from you melly what is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave Well, we moved across the planet uh, and that was a big move because we moved the children away from their friends. Uh, We, you know, it was really, it was a massive upheaval. And we came over here and, and we put the kids in school over here and it wasn't gelling 
uh, and they they were not feeling uh, well, as my younger daughter put it, I'm not feeling it. And uh, these are teenagers, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not feeling it, mummy. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, against everyone's advice, I decided to take the kids out of school and homeschool them. And uh, and I really, you know, I, I had a lot of people telling me that this was a bad idea. Uh, so I had to really uh, withdraw from everyone for a bit while I went within to, mm. to check in with myself about this decision. Uh, because obviously, you know, we are removing them from the social circles and things uh, that are the traditional structures. And I did decide to remove them and they do an online school. And actually, it has been an amazing uh, thing. They are blossoming. They are not your typical moody teenagers. They are absolutely divine and I love being around them and you know it's really cemented us as as a family unit so uh, that was probably something I did that I feel required quite a bit of bravery on my part and and also courage to stick with like to stick with your conviction you're like listening to yourself regardless of others um, well-meaning advice What about the bucket list? What's something on your bucket list that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can possibly help you with? Uh, So one thing I would say that I'm wanting to do that uh, I get a lot of encouragement for, and and I've I've started, is I'm writing a book. uh, And the book is going to be uh, to help people on their spiritual journey, really. And so I guess if if I was going to ask for some help, I would be interested in what spiritual questions people have, what they would like to know, what they would want in a book. And that will be really interesting to me to see, uh, I mean, I know, I know from obviously all my coaching and my one-on-ones and my workshops and things, what the healers are struggling with, because I mm-hmm. work a lot with, with healers, but uh, I'm interested in, you know, the general public and, you know, if they are wanting to come into this world, what are the questions that that they have uh, that they would like answered? Great. Well, they can get in touch with you. I just wrote down as you were talking, possible book title, you're welcome to have, Getting Started with Spirituality for Those Who Are New to the Woo. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. So if that's you and you've got questions, you can get in touch with Melly. Melly, let us know what's coming up for you in the next uh, few months. And also, how can we reach out? How can people connect with you online? Yeah, so I my website is at mallyrose.com and that's A-T, not the symbol, mallyrose.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Mally Rose Healer, if you just search that. M-E-L-L-Y. Yes, M-E-L-L-Y and Mally Rose Healer. You'll find me there uh, on social media. So I'm on Instagram. Instagram, and and uh and yeah on my website i have uh courses coming up and workshops and just completed a workshop on exiting the matrix and uh how we can uh, protect ourselves in the middle of all these crazy cycles and attacks that are going on so uh that was great and now i have a course coming up uh, uh, it's a six-week psychic development and channeling course. So if that's of interest, people can head on over and have a look. And I also work one-on-one online. Amazing. I actually did refer someone to you the other day. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I was having a look at your website because... It's just the at this at this time, more and more people are curious about spirituality. They're ready to lean in and learn more about themselves. What am I here for? What is my purpose? Um, how can I be the best version of myself? 
but this is more than just personal development. This is like spiritual connection. And you mentioned at the start of this interview, more and more people are starting to get some of these gifts. And it's like, how can we nurture ourselves to mm. accept these? Yeah. And I think that in these changing energies, that is going to be the biggest thing that happens is people are going to start unfolding all kinds of what I call superpowers that, you know, this is like X-Men. It's amazing mm -hmm. when I meet people and I see what their superpower is, it's like, wow. So yeah, I'm getting mind blown all the time and, uh, and I'm just absolutely loving it. And people that have you know, not being spiritual are starting to unfold in all kinds of magical ways. And I just think that's so exciting. It is exciting. So what I'm getting from you, so Shui, just leaving us with a few final thoughts. Um, so I'm, we're feeling positive about the future. Is there anything else you want to tell or to share with us today before we wrap up? Um, yeah, what, what your, any message that you have for us or what you see coming in the coming months? Yeah, so what I've been seeing lately is, uh, well, actually what I saw yesterday, I just did a video on this. I mean, it was so exciting because, you know, it's very easy to sit in this chaos and, uh, you know, and I spend a lot of time teaching people how to protect themselves and step out of the game and things. But actually, you know, we need to keep our eyes on the prize and, and the prize is coming. We are really, really going to start experiencing some change very soon. And I saw that uh, in a session with someone yesterday when I went in to have a look at something else. And I actually got this magical little uh, vision into what's going on. And, and, and at a very fundamental level, the systems that have been in place that have controlled the planet for a really long time are actually breaking down to the extent where, you know, it is not possible for us to go backwards at this point. And the chaos that we're in the middle of and all the craziness and the tornado that's whirling around us is literally that crumbling happening right in front of our eyes. And when we understand that, we can start to get excited. And when we start to get excited, we're going to emit a different frequency. Mm -hmm. And when we emit a different frequency, everything's just going to move faster. So mm -hmm. that's what I would hold on to. Uh, and I, I just think, you know, get really excited now because, you know, things are going to start changing. What a great note to finish on. I love that. Thank you so much, Melly, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. It's been awesome. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.